Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Divided Films, the podcast where audiences and critics do not agree on movies uh, when we talk about them. <laughs> I think that was a weird rephrasing of how my, I usually introduce this podcast, but what the heck, let's go with it. <laughs> um, Stepping so, things uh, up. So today with me, yeah, uh, with me as always is my co-host Keith. Hello. And uh, returning to the podcast today is our good friend James C. Phillips III. Glad to be back, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. Glad uh, you came back. Happy to have you back. Um, so today, we are going to be discussing the 2002 horror film, The Ring, directed by Gore Verbinski and starring Naomi Watts. This movie falls into the category of having a positive score from critics and a negative score from audiences on Rotten Tomatoes. Critics gave this a 71% approval. Audiences only 48%, so a 23% difference there. And the critics' consensus, with little gore and a lot of creepy visuals, the ring gets under your skin thanks to Gore Verbinski's haunting sense of atmosphere and an impassioned performance from Naomi Watts. Uh, so there you have it, The Ring, uh, critics liking this more than audiences. So uh, what do you guys think? When When is the last time you've seen The Ring? And uh, what what do you think of this divide? So let's start with James. Well, uh, I just remember the hype around this movie back when it came out. I don't know if you guys remember, but like mm-hmm. 2002, 2003, um, I was almost a teenager, you know? Um mm-hmm. But I just remember being, like, everybody was like, it's so scary, it's so scary, blah, 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 blah. And I remember psyching myself out and not really actually going to go see it in theaters or wherever. So I think a year after, not even a year, but I got a bootleg copy from my next door neighbor back when those were a thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like the in the theater recorded. And then I finally watched it, but only like half watched it because I was kind of scared. So the last time I watched this, I was about 13. So that's mm-hmm. almost two decades ago. And uh, I didn't remember anything <laughs> until, <laughs> okay. until I watched it again. So it was good to rewatch. It's good to rewatch. What What do you think? Do you think it, it held up? I had things I liked and things I didn't. Um, sure. You know, we'll, we'll get into it. But okay. there were there were some things I liked and some things I didn't. Okay, that's fair. Uh, what about you, Keith? Yeah, like James, I actually have nostalgia for this movie. I believe this was like the biggest movie for us seventh graders. Um, like, you know, sleepovers. We actually watched it in class one day. and uh, What? In class? Yeah, I know. We're yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll, we'll get into that. The ring? No, no, well, it wasn't for class. It was just like one of those, like, the teacher said, you guys can pick the movie, and everyone's like, The Ring. And she's like, I don't, I don't know. It's a long story. But uh, I actually have nostalgia for wow. this movie. But And I remember how I felt about, like, they definitely got the haunting sense of atmosphere right on the nose. Yes. Uh, but so it's been 20 years since watching it and it's good kind of <laughs> like <laughs> that's how i it's good we're definitely gonna have to go through the plot because i don't know what the, yeah i don't know yeah. what the hell happened towards the end okay. i yeah, uh yeah. but it's good kind of uh you know what i think i might be this movie's biggest advocate between the three of us um because i really appreciate what the movie's doing so maybe i'm going to be a little light on it but i uh of course i remembered most about it was the atmosphere, um, how the movie felt, how it looked. And I think that's what sticks with you the most. So 
um, that I think still holds up the haunting, creepy mm-hmm. atmosphere of it all. Oh yeah, uh, sure, sure. There are like some story elements maybe that don't hold up as well, but I feel like this movie is like um, exploring an urban legend, right? It's kind of like on par with a campfire story. So I feel like I'm willing to forgive maybe some of the more glaring plot points because, you know, in in a campfire story, it's not really about those sort of specifics in the plot. It's more about just getting the scare. And for me, it accomplished that. Uh, So uh, on that, on that mark alone, uh, I'm, I'm happy with this movie. Um, So the, that atmosphere maybe it's the first thing we'll dive into because this movie's doing a lot to obtain that, right? The, the, the color palette of yeah. this movie, lots of like, you know, it's like a bluish it, green kind of, right? Yeah. It's very like a murky greenish color. This is like in the Pacific Northwest. And so it's always raining, right? Like most of the movie it's raining. You, you're hearing the rain. It's like a heavy rain. It's very, what's the word? Um, it's like Dreadful. overbearing. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. Yeah, it's dreadful. Like just that the weather and and the look of it, it's um, you know, it's it's very harsh. Yeah, you know, I can't imagine this. Ma- this doesn't make it very appealing to to live in the Northwest. It seems because uh, it seems so dreary all the time. But on that note alone, um, you it's it has a very distinct look to it. And then in terms of the 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 score too, like this is Hans Zimmer, right? Who is like the best of the? He's up there with the best of them. That score too is like so also very very haunting, that that also stuck with me. Yeah, uh, Gore Verbinski is one of the high like his directorial style, and you can kind of see that now in like the Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy and Rango, um, but his haunting style definitely elevates this movie. It's one of the highlights. Yeah, I would go so far as to say that the atmosphere is probably at least for me like the best overall quality of the movie. Um, yeah, I'm sure we'll get into more things, but that what was is what kind of ke- really kept me invested because there's a lot of other things that were pulling me out of the movie, you know, that I kind of wanted to like, all right, all right, all right. But like the atmosphere and like the kind of creepiness, dreariness, um, it definitely like drew me in. It definitely made me feel like, oh, I, I, I felt uncomfortable and I still wanted to see what happened. But other things, you know, yeah. definitely not so much. Well, like a big, a big um, motif, I guess you can say in this movie is water. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's always raining, but there always seems to be like dripping this. As we know, you know, the TV, when it's your time to die, the TV's even dripping water. Uh, and her, Cindy, it was just like the, silly. the TV's leaking. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I'll mention this too. I was pulled out a little bit, especially in the first scene, because I haven't seen this movie in a while, but I definitely have seen Scary Movie 3 many times over the years. So I couldn't take at least the opening scene too seriously because I kept going back to the parody version that I've seen many more times. Oh. Uh, you know, like when the phone rings, there's the one line I think of like, so weird, really big house, only one phone. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, damn it, scary movie three. Ruining this movie for me. Uh, Speaking about the first scene, I, I got to say, I actually um, was kind of not impressed, but since I hadn't seen it in so long, they, they I think they had like two twists or two kind of like, fake outs in that first scene with the two girls talking to each other mm-hmm. and they got me both times you know what i mean like i yeah. i actually was because i kind of you know already know about the plot so when the girl was like fake dying and stuff i was like oh shit we're going already but mm-hmm. i don't know i thought they did a good job at least for me and i haven't seen scary movie not very much so i don't really 
have that correlation, but it definitely like drew me in in the beginning. And I was like, okay, we'll see what happens. Like I was already very intrigued. And then, you know, as we went on, it, it waned. Yeah, but I, movie, I thought they did a really good, good job of just setting everything up, especially those two actors in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the movie at, does have several either jump scares or fake outs, and it kind of jumps right in with a few of those um, with like those two girls. Um, I mean, part of the the jump scares too, I feel like, is when you see the images of the dead bodies. Yeah. After yeah, because it's very quick shots. You don't see them for very long. Uh, and I don't know, maybe you shouldn't because then it wouldn't look as scary if you stayed on them for too long. But when you get see those quick shots of the girl in the closet or Noah at the end, like that's also like very jarring, which I think the idea I was thinking about this. We know that like the little girl was in the well for seven days before she mm-hmm. died. Right. Which I'll get into that later. But I think the idea is these bodies, the reason why they look like that, I think, is because that's what your body would look like after being in a well for seven days and it starts to decompose. Yeah, I think that I was think so too. the uh, idea of why the bodies look like that. Because they had that, again, that drippy wetness look to them as well. Mm-hmm. You know, they just looked like they had almost like, not moss, but just, you know, like algae was almost like growing on the skin and whatnot. Like they just yeah. looked waterlogged and gross. So. I almost and thought to try myself. To take, oh, sorry. If you try uh, to take like, if you try to take a picture in water, it always comes out blurry. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They oh wow, I hadn't actually thought about. No, that. I'm no, making it. Like, I didn't know. I didn't even think about why the body. I didn't even think about the body correlations with water. So that I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe. I mean, I almost thought to myself too. What if when she kills you? What if like you experience what she experienced, which is like seven days down a well or something? Oh wow! Like, like can you imagine? Because it seems to me like. The goal of this videotape for this this ghost is to like tell her story uh, because when she was alive, like she was largely ignored and she had to you know take these drastic measures for people to hear her. So what if like part of this curse is like when you die, like you experience what she experienced, which is imagine seven days in a dark well, which must feel like a year. That is like hell. That yeah. is like a really dark implication in this movie that I feel like all hor- good horror movies do have is like just just implications that make you think and stick with you. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, this this chick, the, not this chick, this young <laughs> this, this chick, this <laughs> this wet bitch, this this chick. This, this chick. Uh, is going so, around scaring people. This, this creepy long haired chick. Turn on my well. TVs. Sorry, sorry. What were you <laughs> I guess I, I don't want to go t- too much into the plot elements. I'm assuming we're going to hit that later. But wasn't this film originally based on, it's like a Japanese folktale or something yeah. like that? Based it's on a based? book, which uh, mm-hmm. based on a movie, which is also based on a book, both Japanese. So um, it kind of translated pretty well. Like, I, I could so. see the. I could see the Japanese elements to it. Yes. Yeah. Well, this inspired a whole subgenre of horror film known as J horror in the 2000s, right? American remakes of Japanese horror movies. And the only other one I'm aware of that was any somewhat successful is The Grudge, right? Because mm. then there were a whole bunch afterwards that <laughs> diminishing were <just> returns in... <laughs> did not do well. Critics hated them. They weren't that scary. They're pretty ridiculous. Um, like the, uh, one the movie's considered is, a classic in Japanese yeah. horror. Yeah, and I, I mean, you know, maybe we could go out and see the Japanese version, the original version, because I've heard that people have seen that, so it's even scarier. And maybe it takes itself a little more seriously. I think there are times where this movie deflates itself a little bit Yeah. Uh, with some silly moments, uh, whereas, like, you know, maybe the original version just kind of, like, dives deeper and doubles down on the creep factor. 
Have you heard about this videotape that kills you when you watch it? What kind of tape? A tape. A regular tape. People run it, I don't know. You start to play it, and it's like somebody's nightmare. Then suddenly, this woman comes on, smiling at you, right? Seeing you through the screen. And as soon as it's over, your phone rings. Someone knows you've watched it. And what they say is, you will die in seven days. And exactly seven days later. Who told you that? Somebody from Rivera. Who told you? What's your problem? I've watched it. So, yeah, I mean, we can maybe go into that too. Like some of the parts that took us out a little bit that you maybe um, take away from the tension. Like, mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. What do you think of... The son, the little boy, like he, yeah. he I, he's, he's really <laughs> I have a lot cl- to say about him. He's really cliche, right? He's something out of a Stephen he's, King story. He's the freaking. He's almost the exact same kid as from uh, what is it? Sixth Sense. As soon as I saw him, that's exactly mm-hmm. what I thought. It's like, oh, does every horror movie need a creepy, like precocious, precognitive kid? Apparently, uh, you know, I just and. As the movie was going on, I was expecting and waiting to see, like, oh, how does this kid have a connection to what's going on? He knows some stuff. Like, he's seeing visions and things like that. Like, how is he somehow connected to what's going on? That never really got answered or resolved. You're just – here's what I think is what they were going for, is that they were trying to make a parallel between that young boy and the girl from in the past because they both seem to have, from what I can tell, again, the plot. It, it's not exactly clear in some things, but – he could, you know, he was expressing himself with these dark pictures and blah, 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 blah. Um, and his mother didn't seem to be paying attention to him in the beginning, more focused on work and things like that. And it's almost like, oh, if you don't stop what you're doing, like your potentially psychic son might become the next ring girl, but that never yeah. really fleshed out either. So I just, I, I was left with a lot of, uh, just very unsatisfied with the child character. Um, mm-hmm. There were a lot of characters that I felt like just, like you said, deflated. I feel like Noah was responsible for deflating the movie a lot of the time. You mean Zach Braff? <laughs> I could I could have sworn that was Zach Braff and uh, or Zach I didn't Bla- think that. He looks like him. I thought at least Zach Braff's like escape clone, and I don't even know the actor's name. I'm sure he's escape clone from the island. Um, he, lo- <laughs> he looks like him. Uh, but keeping with the kid though, um, yeah, I got a sense of that too. That like you know, both him and the Smara character feel largely like ignored by their parents and they both also have some degree of like psychic powers again it's not it wasn't very well thought out basically mm-hmm. it's not that it's unexplored i get a feeling that it wasn't well thought out and even like reading i always like to read the wikipedia plot just so i don't miss anything and even the wikipedia plot is like he has some degree of mediumship <laughs> like <Yeah>. well <laughs> like how so it's not defined in any way and it is just uh, not presented in any way that makes sense, only when it's kind of convenient for the plot. Like, at the end, when he's explaining, like, you shouldn't have helped her. Right, she, right, you know, It's right. like, well, how do you know? How, does you, how do your powers work? They kind yep. of explain how Samara's <laughs> powers work a little bit. Like, she has the ability to imprint images onto things. But what exactly is the son? Like, what are his abilities? I, I don't know. I feel like if they went to detailed with it they it would have gotten even more convoluted but i was james to your point i i watched the movie going like the sun is just there like like he 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 serves as a plot point uh when he watches the tape and that gives her urgent uh 
like urgency to solve the mystery. Uh, but she, he's kind of just like, there's no arc between the, right. there's no arc between the end, uh, between his mom and at the end. Like, it's just like, oh, what happens they're now? Not closer. They're not, they're not, yeah, it's not like she learns something about him or it's not like now they're closer than they were at the beginning of the movie. They seem just as uh, distant as they were at the beginning. And you're right. I don't think you even needed him to say like, Oh no, like this is not over yet. You just needed to have the scene where Noah dies. And now we know that this isn't over yet. I, I don't really think you even needed him to have psychic powers. Really. You just maybe needed him to be like kind of creepy, I guess. Um, but you're right. He's, he's more of a plot point. I don't, I don't know if anyone besides Naomi Watts is any, is developed in any way. Um, is she you know, developed? I dimensions. mean, she's, I mean, Naomi Watts is a fantastic actress, but I she like, brings more with her performance than that was written. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. she gave, she gave a shit. Um, but there isn't like when it comes, it's like, okay, you're a distant mom. What else? Also, I, I, yeah. I, did, was it ever really, Okay, I didn't. It didn't bother me that they were doing this. I guess it just bothered me that it was never addressed, like why he called his mom Rachel consistently. Yeah. Um, you know, I, and I've I've seen that before. Like, oh, apparently they're not very close, or you know, it's you know to imply the the distance that's between them, or maybe this his precocious nature, and he just sort of feels independent. You know, I, I get all that, but it just the fact that it was never addressed. That you know, like nobody said anything, and like it kind of confused me because it's like, wait, is he not? Her son, you know, it was like maybe he was like the the son of like the girl that died in the beginning. You know, I, I it just kind of made things confusing for me like in the beginning, because um, it just seemed you know like he adopted or so. It just I didn't get it. Um, and I right. think it's I, a cliche, right, to have yeah. the distant child not call their mom or dad, you know, mom or dad to call them by their first name as a way of like disrespect or yeah. to show there's not really a relationship there. It's, but they seem like they had a pretty you know distant but pretty amicable decent relationship so you know it didn't seem like it was out of disrespect or out of malice or anything like you said or it just seemed like that was just their setup and i just didn't understand why that was it's every trope of the weird kid like there's something like you know not in a good way like oh he's the good weird kid i'm sure he brings like a suitcase to class instead of a backpack like it's like you know you know like he calls his mom rachel he wears this like he's very for you know formal for his years Right, exactly. Um, but there were a couple of things that caught me. Like, um, for example, when the babysitter says something about, oh, he read me a bedtime story. I'm like, what? Like, yeah. this, that sounds out of character. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine this kid wanting to read anyone a bedtime story. Like, it, it was um, just some inconsistency, again, with the characters in, in, in the writing uh, that stuck out. And it's too bad because if you really flesh out your characters, you have, I think, a really interesting premise. So if you really flesh out the characters, that could make it more effective, right? We care more about them. I mean, obviously, I don't want this kid to die because he's a kid. So after he watches the tape, uh, there's the urgency there. But in more so in a general sense, not in a specific sense, I care about this specific character. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I'm trying to think of other movies that go along. When I was watching this uh you know, uh, of course, there's other J horror movies, but I'm trying to think of a horror movie that follows like a journalistic, like she's solving actively trying to solve a mystery. And I'm like, are we? Well, is this the only one? I th- I'll I'm- tell you a movie that actually stuck out to me. I had like a, 
an epiphory to quote Michael Scott. Um, <laughs> I, sorry, I was watching the office earlier. Um, but anyway, um, I had, I had a realization that this movie has some things in common with the nineties horror movie Candyman Cause they're both about urban legends about like a woman who is investigating these urban legends and gets caught up in them and almost mm. in a way becomes part of them. And you know, they're doing their research and they get to the bottom of things, but then, you know, they, they putting themselves and their loved ones in danger by doing so. So That's maybe that point. could be a bit of a double feature to oh, have yeah. those two together. So I, in Candyman, she's uh, like a graduate research student or something. Uh, but I found, you know, those, those similarities, but yeah, no, this, uh, I mean, this movie had a lot of things that, like, the the journalistic... I, I always love a good journalistic mystery. And with horror, that's, like, a... That's a unique... You know, yeah, that's, I didn't even think about Candyman. So that's a unique situation. And I just wish... You have great directing, great acting. I just wish the writing... And I was looking up who the writer was. And apparently this movie didn't even go... They didn't even start production with a finished script. And it kind of shows. The guy's oh, wow. writing drafts as they're going. But he also... I don't want to throw this writer under the bus, but he did like the last three Transformers, Dumbo, Reindeer Games, Screen Three. Like he has a track record. I like he has like a. I don't even want to say good or bad, but he has a track record, and it kind of it well shows. <laughs> dare I say he's a like a screenwriter for hire, so to speak, which is you know that has a stigma around it, but. They did they bring make money that uh, way. They did bring in, um, like towards the end, Scott Frank, who did Logan and most recently The Queen's Gambit, to come in and do a. Uh, he did an uncredited rewrite, so I think that, like, mm. as this guy's writing this film while filming, they bring in like a uh, like a really good screenwriter to come in and kind of say like, hey, maybe <laughs> maybe we should not do this or something. I don't know. Right, I'm sure that they maybe had the overall like plot outline they knew like what a and z were but uh it seems to me that they just needed more help again fleshing out the characters and some of these um like act two scenes were the ones that they needed to focus on more because i i would say that sometimes the story feels like i don't know where it's going i get that she is unraveling this mystery and doing research you know where how is this tape made and where she needs to go but then there's just times where I'm like, um, you know, as a fr- if I was a first time viewer, I, I don't know exactly where this is is going. You know, it seems to stall a little bit in the second act. Yeah, I um, I will say the beginning to I'm going to say two thirds of the movie, like the first two thirds, I was definitely really oh I want to see what happens next. You know, really drawn into the movie, and I'm going to say about halfway through the second act. So I guess that latter third um, is where I really just. I started feeling like this movie almost, I might have enjoyed it better if the paranormal element wasn't even there. Um, mm. And again, that that's just me, because I was, when she was investigating the father, you know, going into all the records and, you know, it was unraveling, going into the uh, mental hospital, doing all that kinds of stuff. Personally, that, that, that mystery factor is really what kind of kept me engaged the most. Uh, and every time, like, you know, it, it just, it, it cut back to, like, the, the paranormal, like, oh, my God, like, you know, evil ghost or something. I, I just felt like a strange dichotomy there. It almost just felt like, I don't know, it just, like, the movie almost would have been better served if 
again, you would have to rewrite the whole movie. You change some stuff around to be more about like unsolved solving the mystery of like this girl's death as opposed to like you know figuring out why there's a killer movie tape. Um, but it just seemed like the characters were just. It, it, Everything resolved, revolved around the fact that, like, oh, this girl died, and nobody knows what happened, and there's a mystery of the horse deaths and all this other stuff, and that just seemed more interesting to me than the fact that, like, it was a killer ghost that was doing it. Sure. Or, you know, it was, it was yeah. more the fact that, like, they had to figure it out. Well, um, I, I think it's an interesting point because, gee, yeah, she does get wrapped up so much in the origins of the tape and this family, what happened to this girl, that I feel like the movie has to remind us that she is going to die like you know yeah. i mean it's it works both ways like they have the you know it's day three day four and i think that works both from trying to like um keep up that that pressure and that uh scare factor of oh my gosh like she's cursed and she's running out of time but also again like you kind of almost forget at times that that's even a factor because you know, you get so wrapped up in this story of this mother and her horses and this, like, creepy girl and the negligent father, like, all of that, which is, like, a whole story unto itself. Um, what were you going to say, Keith? Can we... Oh, I, I, I wasn't going to say can anything. Can we actually <laughs> discuss the, the backstory of the, the girl and the father yes. and what she is? Because I would like to just, you know... sit. I want to explain what I think happened. You guys tell me what you think the backstory is. Oh, just sure. so that we can sort of see, you know, because there's some things I'm not totally clear on. Uh, so I guess my I'll start with my conclusion is that the girl actually was some sort of demon child. Yeah. She, she is actually evil in some way, you know, whether she can't help it or whatever. But mm-hmm. she's there's something not right, and she really was causing destruction and I needed to be taken care of. of she has this power to like again impose images either in people's minds or onto objects or something and because i guess her parents didn't pay attention to her or didn't understand her she was lashing out and Mm. so her powers because she's a little girl i guess she doesn't maybe fully understand good or bad so she was using her powers to inflict pain and maybe the way that an insolent child might throw a tantrum or something Mm -hmm. but but she was adopted uh, right like, she was no, adopted, yeah. But so yeah. who, like, who, who, who in the messed up like world would be like, you know what? Let's torture these two people and give her this demon child, like, because well, they knew this girl couldn't. This girl's acting weird. She's not sleeping. She's staring at the camera. I'm not, every. This is not a thing about against adoption. Everyone deserves a home. But if like this girl looks creepy and like a ghost, and they're like, I don't know. It's it. Who made no, the I, tape? <laughs> I have a question here. Uh, I didn't realize she was adopted. I never. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was that she, the mother. You know, she tried miscarriage. Tried miscarriage. That happened, and then eventually, she finally had a child, and it turned out to be this like demon spawn. Uh, mm. That's what I thought happened, but I, I missed the adoption portion. I don't know. Uh, I think like that comes across in the old woman the records when when uh, yeah I think first when Noah is going through his records number one, um, and then number two the doctor I think tells them that. They they you know they tried for many years and they eventually adopted. I think that's I see. something the doctor okay. explains at one point. Um, but yeah, it. I think they try to paint it like this girl's not totally evil. She was just neglecting and neglected and stuff. But then at the end, it's like no, she is. It's evil. actually evil. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, like, which that's, is that's, it? Like, yeah. I don't remember that, that in the one. Like you know, of course you're not really paying attention when you're like 13 and hanging out uh, going to sleepovers and like you don't really pay attention to the details but it's like oh yeah like she is the spawn of satan 
or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Because it made yeah. it seem like, oh, you know, her spirit has been, you know, released. She's going to move on to the next life after they found her in the well and all that stuff. And then she's like, no, no, she's she's still killing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, she's still so doing it, her thing. Um, so that it almost made me feel like, yeah. what was the whole point of her falling down the well and doing that whole thing and sort of making the connection with the girl's dead body? What was it, Or the girl even showing her? The, this true story of what happened if that wasn't any sort of resolution because it just seemed like it was written to be that. Right. I, I, Because you almost get a sense that the whole point of this videotape is so someone can figure out what happened. Right? Yeah, Because it's exactly. almost like right. the videotape leaves all these breadcrumbs and clues that you have to decipher and then eventually when you find her, then she shows you what really happened. And, and like, it made it seem like that's what her spirit wanted, you know, like in her own fucked up way that she was just trying to have someone here. And like you said, she was a little girl lashing out, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So she was just, I guess, throwing a spiritual temper tantrum and like, you know, and, bad and ghost. Like, that's a bad, bad ghost. <laughs> Wait, so she made the tape? She, like, I think she did. Yeah, she I, made I the tape. She, she said I, to the doctor in one t at one time that she doesn't know how these like the images that she had, how they show up. She just said, like, I think about it and then it just is. So I think the same thing happened with the tape. Like, yeah, they were I just her that's images, and then she just it just appeared. You know? Oh, there's so okay. Hold on, hold on, because I'm like, I kept saying like, who made the tape? Who learned editing software mm -hmm. and just put right. it on? Like, <laughs> and they have Final Cut in Hell, Keith. They, 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 <laughs> that's a good name for like a book or something. They have Final Cut right. in Hell, uh, but it's a uh, she because she can put images, which I think is a cool X Men power. She could put images in people's minds. She put images onto this. VHS tape. Yeah, well, she also can put images onto objects, right? Because then they also show that there are these, like, you know, those things they put X-rays onto. Uh, yes. Like she had imposed images onto those as well. And again, she doesn't really know how she can do it, but she can do it. This and is so where you that, need like Professor X to come in and be like, I can teach you the way. He needs to like. Yeah. It really should. That's exactly what should happen. This. I save her from being like from killing all these people. But she, um, like. So the loophole around that is if you record the tape, you're you're like you're, you're the cheating. way the way you become uncursed, as it's revealed, I believe, is to make a copy of the tape and have someone watch that. Right. So she makes a copy of the tape and her son watches it. So now she's in the clear. Um, so I guess it's kind of like chain mail in a way, uh, <laughs> if you think about it like that. So I didn't but, know you had to make a copy. I thought you just had to, like, show it to the other person. Well, maybe that's a little unclear because she shows the original copy to Noah. And then mm -hmm. he dies. the son watches oh, you're the right. copy. So it's maybe – I think at the end when she's having the son make a copy, I guess that's the implication. Like, you need to make a copy, show someone that, and then that's how it can continue on from there. Uh, which I, I will point out, too, uh, just to go back to Naomi Watts. I think that maybe was her – most compelling scene is after Noah's died and she runs into her apartment and she's like freaking out and she's yelling at this tape like, what do you want from me? Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really compelling. And also like a really interesting reveal because she destroys the tape. And I think at that point, at least for me, I forgot there was a copy. So I'm like, oh man, she destroyed the tape. So that's it. It's over. And then she looks over and I'm like, nope, there's a copy. Like mm -hmm. there's still more. So I thought that was a, a highlight, uh, a, a nice scene there. Um, but yeah, that's that's I guess the idea is that she wants her message to perpetuate. Thank also, God uh, this was made wait. in two thousand two because like if the, future generations are gonna look at this movie going like what what is this what kind of like what, <laughs> I, what kind I, I of muse, thinking, mu museum device is like 
Just get a DVD. I, You're, I was thinking not even DVDs. Streaming. I was thinking like nowadays it would have to be like a killer streaming service. Like you subscribe and then <laughs> and all the like, like, videos like first. If you don't cancel like, your membership you never, in 30 days. What if you yeah. never get the phone call? Like you just don't have a phone around. There's no well, landline. Yes. You know, you and can, I get stuff like that. There's just, a lot you know. of stuff around this, right? Like what if there's no phone in the room? What if like there's no – you're not around a TV at the seven-day mark, right? Like what yep. if – there's all these things around it, right? But for the sake of this movie, I will buy it. Most people have TVs in their homes. And so like, you know, it's likely you'll be around one when it's your time to die. Um, did, when you guys first saw this though, did you, like, were you surprised when she comes out of the TV or was that something you were able to see coming? Well, because it's so popular in, in, in media, it just as like a, a, I guess a touchstone. Like I've seen that scene in so many parodies by now, just like the girl coming out of the TV mm -hmm. uh, that, you know, I knew it was coming. Um, you know, the first time I saw it, I don't remember back when I was 13. You mm -hmm. know, I, I do remember that being like a feature of the movie, but, I, you know, I knew it was coming because I, I didn't think I know the freaking family guy skit. Um, okay, Quagmire yeah. comes out right after her, you know? And, yeah, that's <laughs> so, true. you know, um, but yeah, I saw it coming. Yeah. I think in the scene, as she's like coming out of the well, um in the tv i think in that moment i'm like oh she's about to come out of the tv right but i think for a lot of people the second she comes out of the screen was mm -hmm. a shock for a lot yeah. of people but i don't know yeah. i thought to myself well how is she gonna kill you she must be able to come out of the tv right yeah that's when your high school girlfriend like or not high school middle school girlfriend like clutches your arm because that's like the movie itself is very <laughs> like at atmospheric and i do kind of think uh i do kind of think the movie kind of ends uh in like one of the drafts of like her spirit is lifted and then the studio came in like no we have nothing scary like <laughs> that would be a bad ending I don't like think everything kind of happen happens at the 10 minute like before the movie like ends 10 minutes ago yeah, it really you know i was watching so i like i saw the, the the tracker and it was like 15 minutes and then they had to like make her evil again you know so it really does i i agree with that theory it does seem like they kind of like retacked on the yeah. the evilness at the end i prefer the ending that is actually there the ending where they make the duplicate copy another copy and the son says like well what will happen to the people we show it to and then she you know the mom doesn't answer and it's it's open like the evil will continue i like that ending i think it's an effective horror movie ending right like it's ambiguous there's implications that more people will die and now she is like reached a point where she has to be willing to let someone else die to save her son. And so I think that's a good note to end the movie on. If it ended with a happy ending, I feel like that would not be in keeping with everything that's built up to that. I think they tried to get their cake and eat it too, but it's like, Oh crap, we already filmed a lot of this. Let's just like, what more can we come up with? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I personally, I, I, I bought it. I bought the I, I end. Like I bought all of it. I think it's like, I get it. Um, and it does like, with James point, it's like that scene that sticks out with you. Uh, it makes you, it, it's like the scene that you remember most is like her coming out of the TV mm. and, uh, I or you know what? The, the, the videotape itself I found really stuck, stuck with me. And that's, yeah. that to yeah. me is a big challenge going into this movie. Everything revolves around this videotape. So you have to make sure you're making something that's a, like obviously, going to be like lying all those breadcrumbs for her to follow right because you find out those are all really clues but two that is going to be like really creepy and scary it is like uh, a lot of really um disturbing 
surreal imagery on that tape. I thought they did a good job of making a scary videotape for there to be all these rumors and legends around. Um, it was like, I don't know. Um, I, I just like kind of like the idea of like a blank VHS on some random shelf. And it's like it, anything could be on this tape and it could be like some demonic thing for all you mm-hmm. know. And it turns out that's the case. And I think this came out around the right time, like 2002 uh, was kind of like as VHSs were dying out and people were transitioning to DVDs, right? Like at the yeah. time people were building this was up. Right around, this is right around that the big DVD push. Right. People were starting to build up their DVD libraries. But like movies are still being sold and rented on VHS. Just it was getting less popular. So I think that even adds to some of the mysticism. It's like, ooh, a VHS? Like, right, yeah. Who's yeah. even still watching VHSs? Like, okay, I guess that's that could be a thing. So VHS's last stand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like going out with this like very vindictive um, boom, I guess. Hey, you. I'm not gonna hurt you. Yeah. Easy, boy. That's it. So I kind of I yeah obviously if this movie was made like years later it wouldn't work as well, um, and like all those other J horror movies too I think also focus on some form of media killing you, as some sort of statement on technology I don't know like there's a movie called Fear dot com which is not very good, uh, but it's about a website that you go onto and somehow that kills you and then there's like it's a whole anime called Death Note where like it's like a notebook. Or something like you write the name yeah. down and then like death follows you around something like that I don't know. Yeah. death note you write someone's name in this notebook and they die uh and then Isn't like there, one, there's a movie yeah. called death clock or it's like a it's like an app that's like you know you know those like countdown to when you die and it's just like oh, mine says app mine says in three seconds and then like you know the <laughs> boogeyman comes out and like ah. right right um and then there was uh oh and then now there's been a few of those um like FaceTime horror movies that have come out where like uh, a video chat is haunted or something like there was I do remember seeing an ad for that do you remember Unfriended I saw that like a few months ago for the first time because it's on Netflix and uh, you know it's it's interesting it's stupid it's really stupid but it's more interesting than you might expect it to be but at the end of the day it's like we can't log off of this video chat like what are we gonna do (laughs) if you log off this video chat you will die it's amazing what I give points to for I like I, I think unfriended is like I give them like uh, the in the attempt it gets a really good mark but the execution is completely stupid but like what you know someone really typing is. out their feelings and then like hesitating and then deleting it I'm like oh yeah that's what people do <laughs> like mm-hmm. mark some, that some, some of the spooky elements in unfriended it's like um, delete delete this email and then it's like there's no option to delete this email yeah. oh no <laughs> the ghost got rid of the forward button <laughs> changed the whole yeah. os of my system like <laughs> oh no what are we gonna do so uh, samara had some really good she was very tech savvy yeah yeah i guess so um 
Now, there are a couple sequels to this movie. Uh, there's The Ring 2, which I saw once, and I'm pretty sure it sucked. <laughs> like, it had none of the atmosphere of the first one, and it continued the story, and I think it ends with the Naomi Watts character going into the videotape herself and oh. stealing off the well. And that's like that ends the curse somehow. But it's like so silly. Like it sounds silly, but it's even more silly when you watch it. I don't um, want to watch it. A, a <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I don't want to watch it either. It's like, <laughs> there's a random scene where they get attacked by deer for some reason. I don't know why. Well, deer are the most vicious animals in the animal kingdom. That's they're jerks. I found that um, horse scene to be hilarious as much as yeah. I did it was when more was, funny than it was scary. And it I know was, the it was, I know the the creepy. atmosphere is trying to make it scary. But the way the horse – if the horse jumped over completely without Into tripping its leg hitting and himself. hitting, hitting – it, it, <laughs> see, it's, it's the smack it has. It's like equivalent and, to and when – And the horse sound it makes, it goes like, urgh. <laughs> like I remember laughing at that, that in like seventh grade, and it's still funny of just like whack. And it's the same kind of snap that uh, like Russell Crowe has in Les Mis when he hits like the bottom. Oh, yeah. You know what else I noticed too? Uh, when they run to the other side of the boat – and then they see the blood come out. The girl whose horse that is screams, right? But it's a very clearly dubbed scream. Like, she opens her mouth, and you hear, like, a very different-sounding, like, high pitch, like, ah! And you can actually see the girl's mouth close and the scream keep going. <laughs> That's how, like, poorly dubbed it is. Uh, I any... wonder how they film that, like... I don't know. Like, how do you film a horse jumping off a ferry? Because I don't know. Like, they probably just had it like some metal platform, and he jumped like to the other side of the metal platform, platform, and then with editing, just made it seem like he, you know, actually. This is before animal rights laws in movies, so they killed like five horses. (laughs) Take six, get another horse out here. It's it's mechanized, like you know, it's carried in. Like, all right, smack. Uh, But but, when I was when I was thinking about that scene, it just seemed a little like. I don't want to say contrived, but I just didn't understand why she was like the horse. Obviously, okay, so she goes up to pet the horse, right? You mm-hmm. know what I mean. Yeah. Then it obviously is starting to irritate the horse, but like she insists, yeah, on like still trying to pet the horse. And I'm like, yo, like, it's not even your <laughs> back, horse. Leave it back alone. Away like, from like, that horse. If I go up to a horse <laughs> and he is like freaking out, I'm getting away from that horse. I'm not gonna. And she's be like, like, it's okay, baby. It's okay. It's like it's not even your horse. Like leave it alone. Like you know. I know. <laughs> He's like putting his hand towards its mouth. I'm like, yeah, that's like, gonna like snap your fingers off, lady. Oh my gosh. That, yeah, that whole thing was silly. I guess the idea again is that um, Samara. I think it's implied that like the little girl drove the horses crazy and made mm-hmm. her mom's horses like drown themselves. So like, what I was kind of assuming is that this horse is sensing the presence of Samara on Naomi Watts. And is so like then freaking out or something, but yeah, you kind of have to like mentally make the connection. And when you do, I'm like, well, I guess that's what it is, but that's really ridiculous that this horse is like, you know, it's like six degrees of separation. They thought visually it would work like, you know, horse Uh, freaking out, jumping over a boat, mm. hitting everything on the bottom. (laughs) I just, I also think it would have been more like, um, I don't know, impactful if it wasn't, on a ferry. I don't know. Just something about it being on a ferry and the cars and everybody around. It just, it didn't feel as scary. Like if she were more isolated when it happened, you know, like maybe she's at, you know, the, the guy, what's his name? The, the, the father yeah. still keeps some horses or something. And she's trying to talk to one and then she almost gets trampled or so, something. It just seemed like 
We just got a crazy horse running around a boat, you know? It's like yeah. if you took the Staten Island Ferry and there's a horse running around. It'd be like, what's the going whole, on? More than scary, you know? The whole scene felt actually pretty out of place with the rest of the movie. Because I feel yeah. like for the most part, most of the scares are actually like very subtle and very kind of just like unexpected imagery. But then you just have this scene where this horse is chasing her around. It, again, it just seems like it's from a different movie. It didn't fit really at all. Like, you know what really freaked me out? is the scene when she takes the fly out of the screen because yeah. that is so bizarre and i think that's just a foreshadow to show how eventually like samara will come out of the tv screen but that oh, again yeah. is like so that's such a bizarre thing is to like pull of, of all things a fly out of the monitor uh that always kind of like rubs me, rubs me the wrong way and she had been like eyeing that fly from the beginning of the movie too mm -hmm. so yeah. uh there was definitely that foreshadowing, but it just, it seemed like it was going to be more impactful or there was something else there and there really wasn't because I noticed her noticing the fly like way in the beginning of the movie and she did it like two other times. Then it became real and she pulled it off. Right, because so, a couple of times, like when she pauses it, you can yeah, see the fly the still fly. moving, but it's like, is that just the tape twitching or is that the fly itself twitching when she finds out it's the latter? Uh, but I, just the idea, because I hate flies, so like she pulls it out and just adds to the creep factor. Like, ugh, like dude, that centipede in the the, the chest with the paper that got me. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> that centipede. That, because that's a gross looking centipede. And then in the videotape, it's like huge. It's like this yep. huge ass centipede coming out from under there. Bugs um, up closer ugh. are like disgusting. <laughs> I just uh, yeah. like like if if you could like butterflies up close are the ugliest animals I've like bugs I've ever seen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, um, but uh, the more we talk about this movie, I was kind of – when you suggested this movie, JJ, I was like, this is divided? And then mm -hmm. I watched it, and I was like, oh, I can kind of see it. The critics not liking it, and the audience is being, like, gung-ho. Uh, and I was actually surprised way. by the other way of this, of the other – the reverse of it. Mm -hmm. And the more I read the reviews, I'm kind of – it's, it, it's kind of in the same vein of – I was told this was the scariest movie ever. And then I went in, mm. and it's just a girl coming yeah. out of my. It's like it's it falls into that. People found it boring, and it's well, like, oh, I we, guess this wasn't as impactful as. It was yeah. definitely like a big splash in pop culture at the time. A big splash. Like we said it was referenced a bunch of times. I mean, there was a whole a whole another movie that was dedicated to parodying it in Scary Movie Three, but also like you said, Family Guy. Like there are all these references. We all know, like Little Girl in the Well. Like we all are familiar yeah. with. Um, the things that happen in this movie and have seen all the jokes. Um, but I agree with horror movies. The expectation can really kill the general opinion of it. Cause people again, go into it after hearing all the talk about it and they're expecting one thing. Like if you're expecting like, you know, blood and gore and stuff, this isn't that kind of horror movie. This is more along the lines of like a psychological horror movie. Right. Also it's like a ghost movie too. Um, so people who expect one and get the other typically will be like downvoting a movie like this. Uh, <laughs> in that in yeah. that boat, in the sense that like, yeah, it's not as scary as I wanted. I don't even think like scary, like jump scare. It wasn't even as thrilling as mm. I was hoping it would be, which is kind of why it leads me to say what I said before. Is like I almost wish they had just sort of removed the paranormal element and just made it more of like a this weird unravel the mystery crime drama. You know, I understand it wouldn't have had the same marketing appeal and all that stuff. So I think it would have been a better movie. I don't think it would have been a as much of a cultural uh, icon at the time if it had just been, you know, like, oh, this weird girl died and we've got to solve the mystery and everything. But I do wish they had kind of like upped the ante on the psychological thriller aspect. Like maybe mm -hmm. you start getting weird dreams. 
you know, she had a like, couple weird well, dreams, right? You know, she had yeah. she had the one with the um, which got me too when she's pulling the string out of her throat, yep. like yep. that that kind of bugged yep. me because again, like we've all know that feeling of like having like something caught mm-hmm. in your throat and like no one wants to have this like gross string coming out of their throat, uh, but maybe more of that too, right? Like maybe because yep. the dreams were like had one or two strange elements, but maybe if you really had these like dreams that were in line with the bizarre imagery of the tape yeah then that could really push it over the edge and maybe because that's in the japanese version i don't know uh, the plot made it seem yeah. like the girl had a way of making people go crazy you know what yes. i mean like she she like just the negativity that she would put out whether she meant to or not was just driving other people crazy animals crazy so like i feel like for the week that the person was waiting to die they should have experienced that. And I think that would have like, built Actually, up the tension. Yeah. You know? That's a good you know? point. I think maybe we should have seen the effect of her powers more in terms of like how she drives someone mad, right? She seemed yeah. to drive her mom crazy to the point where the mom like murdered her. Yep. Uh, so I agree. I think with someone with maybe more... like I feel like the director does a good job with creating the atmosphere, but maybe if you brought in someone with more... Um, who's more daring with like more surreal like horrific imagery you could have really had something that was really effective and they tried to get david lynch oh maybe if she couldn't sleep for seven days Mm because you know how the girl never sleeps so maybe Mm -hmm. that's like an effect of the curse so like even if it's not the girl making you go crazy the fact that you know you're gonna die in seven days and you can't get any sleep maybe you're hallucinating hallucinating. it's not the dreams but you're like hallucinating around you um but then yeah keith like david lynch i agree i was something i like i was like the tape was like I feel like maybe inspired by like a David Lynch work or something, but um, I agree it's kind of like David Lynch watered down or something. Like I that. would say I'll, I'll still like even though I think this movie's I'm, <laughs> it's going to be interesting how I'm scoring it because I'm the scores forever like changing as we talk, but uh, I think Gore does a good job. But James, in terms of I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Prisoners, which is a I very good. But it's hella depressing. But it's kind of it's kind of the movie you want with supernatural mm-hmm. elements and less like if you if you kind of pushed it towards the prisoners' direction, it would have been a much better movie. Uh, yeah, because that movie is definitely psychological and has great characters. Elements. It's it's very well written and like I guess I wouldn't say it's horror, but there are horrific elements like again yes. horrific implications. Mm-hmm. And so I think you're right. That would be something more up your alley. I'm um, also starting to think that maybe Japanese stuff does not translate well in America. Or as well, good as it is, could be. Well, as good as it could be. Right. You're, gonna, you're getting American, like, big Hollywood studios, their take on Japanese horror films. And, of course, they're going to water it down for American audiences because they don't want to, like, have something that's off-putting for American viewers who are not as used to, like, things that are as, like, extreme. Like, the Japanese horror films are more daring. So, of course, they're going to play it safe for the American version. Um, Although I still think this movie is effectively creepy. Like, you know, Japanese horror movies are, like, in a league of their own. A lot Mm -hmm. of us know that. Um, Like, I don't know. Have you guys ever seen the movie, like, Audition? It is, like, that movie, like, they would never make a movie like that for an American audience. It is like really extreme and shocking. Uh, but like, you know, I, I mean, I wouldn't want them to make an American version. Cause again, they would water it down and ruin it. I'm just trying um, to remember. So, didn't the first scene with like a uh, Joan of arcade, uh, like I know that was Amber Tamblin, but like the two girls, aren't they in schoolgirl outfits? 
Yes, they like, are. Like, like, I, bet, also... I bet the Japanese thing is the same. I bet they shot that yeah. exact, like, keep the Japanese yeah. outfits, uh, keep the schoolgirl outfits and all that. But I'm like, yeah, yeah, this guy, like, Ghost in the Shell, Death Note, De- like, that movie was awful in the American oh, version. Oh, yeah, the like, American Netflix Death Note movie, yeah, um, garbage. Like, maybe it just doesn't, there's always that definite, uh, like, lost in translation, lost in adaptation. Yeah, sure. Yeah, like I said, most of these American versions, the J-horror, most of them were not successful or well-received. There's only a couple. Like like, like anything else, when you get uh, a movie that makes like a big splash and makes a lot of money, you're going to have like this new trend, and usually the movies that follow after are not going to be as good, like right? So that was, that was The Ring. Even if you don't love The Ring, like you can definitely say maybe that was like the pinnacle of this like subgenre. Yeah. Um, and it went downhill from there. Mr. Morgan! What are you doing? Whispers. You can hear them all the time at night, in your sleep, even the damn horses. Mr. Morgan, come out of there. Those pictures. Oh, Christ. The thing she's showing you. She's still showing them. And she'll never stop. You come in here. Proves that. Where is she? Please. I have to stop her. If I don't, my son will die. Now, what would you guys do in this situation? We like to talk about hypothetical situations. If I saw, I wouldn't have watched the tape. Yeah, yeah. I would <laughs> never watch the tape in the no. first place. No. Really? If someone came up to you and said you will die, like if you're hanging out asleep over, I would first ask where the hell did you get the tape, but you wouldn't even be curious uh, to well, but what no. if you did? What if you like, you know, you, you accidentally got a tape from Blockbuster, you think you're gonna watch like Ernest goes <laughs> to jail. Er, Ernest you, you think you're gonna watch Ernest goes to jail and then ends well, up. Well that being remember the in Scary ring. Movie in Scary oh, yeah. Movie Three, they all think they all thought they were gonna watch Pootie Tang, but it turned out to be the haunted videotape. Uh, and they were cursed. Um, okay, so if I somehow was like watching this like cursed videotape I'd probably be one of the people who are like, yeah, yeah. But, you know, you get the phone call. You think you don't take it seriously. So I probably wouldn't do anything, and I would die in seven days. <laughs> that's probably what I would do. Unfortunately, I, I, I think I would probably be like Noah and be like, yeah, this is bullshit, and then, like, not believe it until I see, like, some weird swirly face pattern, you know, mm-hmm. when I, and myself, like, on a True. video camera or something like that. Which but, I think that was effectively creepy. That was. That, that was yeah, that did that a very was. good job. Uh, but you, I think I would end up dying, too. You know, you know what, though? He, just to be safe, at, when it's like seven days later, I would make sure I was like in somewhere public with a lot of other people, right? Yeah. Just so it's like, okay, I don't want to be alone because that's still in the back of my mind. But also, if I am going to die, like, I need all these people around <laughs> to like witness Can this. Can other so, people like, I'm not crazy. see? Yeah, you're like in uh, Times Square. Can other people see Samara? Like, they, they, get her. She's trying to kill me. Get that. <laughs> I think the, get I think her. In the beginning. In the beginning, uh, the the uh, the friend who didn't die, the friend of the girl who died, she does, I think, see it or witness it. I I don't know. She because she seems to be like when she's in that um like mental facility, she seems to be afraid of TVs and stuff. Like and all this and that was also a little unclear. Like she reads Naomi Watts's hand. And it's like you have four days left. I'm like, oh, she oh, yeah. has powers now. Like yeah. how, how does that make any sense? Oh, but yeah, anyways, true. she seemed to she seemed to be like aware of what happened. So maybe she witnessed it. And, um, you know, that, like, drove her nuts. I don't know. Wait, so is she going to die? She has the shining. She has the shining. 
but she she saw the video. She saw she didn't see the videotape. The friend she just saw her 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 classmate like get killed by the little girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like that obviously disturbed her. Um, I guess I got I I don't know if we're going over gripes yet, <laughs> but I, I felt like for all the atmosphere of this movie, there were just couple things like it was mainly the character writing that kept taking me out of it oh sure at certain yeah. points um it, like for example the i didn't understand uh when the little boy's cousin who i'm assuming was naomi watts's niece yeah also died hey she didn't she was she mentioned that her son was broken up about it because it was his cousin she didn't seem to care about it because even though it was her niece as well, <laughs> she seemed fine so, about it. She seemed yeah. very well adjusted. Like she's like smoking in the back with her friends and joking around at the funeral. And like, like it was her sister. Like she's trying to console her sister whose daughter just died. She's like, yeah, you know, it must be tough. Like, like what are you doing? Like that made. That's why I was getting yeah. confused vibes. I was like, okay, maybe it's like. You know, I didn't know Noah was the father at this point. So I was like, maybe it's like you know she's not really related to this girl. It's like the son's father's. Families, uh, okay, kids, maybe, or something. Uh, that's what I was going with in the beginning. But then when I found out, like, no, that's her family, and yeah, that's just, her sister, right? It, yeah, and I didn't understand like why is she so like wrapped up in her job that it made her like neglect her son this way. Which like, is it, is she even that good at her job? Because her boss just tried to fire her at one point. Yeah, which again is very like ill defined. The boss just goes up to her at her desk and is like, "You're fired," and she's like, and "She's no, like, I'm no, not. <laughs> yeah, yeah." And he's like, like "Fine." <laughs> like that was kind of odd too. Like. Yeah, because it she, didn't even seem like she had an office, so she can't be that important, you know. She's is she fired out the floor, in the sequel you know? because she ended up? I don't. I remember. imagine she never wrote this story. <laughs> yeah, right. Like she's like, I got uh, a good story. He's like, okay, I guess you're not fired. And uh, the story, I can't imagine even write. Like, girl I, comes I, out of TV, just, kills all. That was just. That was just to me. Also, going back to how poorly defined some of these characters are. Like even Naomi Watts, she like brings the character to life because she's such a great actress. But the character herself, it's like. Oh, maybe she's not close to her son because she's so dedicated to her job. But is she if she's about to get fired? Right. Uh, it didn't make sense to me. Uh, not that like I needed that like fully explained, but again, it would have been better. Cons- I need consistency here, right? Like, you yep. should, why why are you just having a scene where she's like about to get fired, but like talks the guy out of it? That like it's a quick moment, but it was enough to like throw things off for me. It would have been better, and it wouldn't have. If you had some something a character to latch onto, uh, it would. I don't think you would have had a low audience score. Right. And, I mean, even even yeah. Noah, I was like, okay, this guy has a whole like um, studio, like uh, loft setup like, thing. Yeah, yeah, like you know, cool apartment, I guess. But yeah. he, he has a whole setup of um, equipment to analyze like video or edit video or how what convenient. Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> Well, yeah, what exactly? I don't know. He seems to have, like, all the equipment you would need for a situation like this. Um, but, uh, like, what exactly – like, what exactly can he do when she's like, I need you to find out where this came from? Like, how – I guess he looks into, like, some of the code and stuff like that. But, it, again, that was so vague. Like, what does this guy do for a living besides just have, like, like VHS analysis equipment? It was the early like, 2000s, maybe, man. But, you didn't need right, early work. T- <laughs> yeah my assumption is that like you know she worked for the paper so he was also in media you know right. so like that's where they met and I, i'm assuming he was just like an a an audio visual guy and yeah i got a sense that maybe he like does projects like maybe like some documenting or some yeah. photography or some yep. sort of like uh videography that he has all this equipment and stuff but again it was like not really fleshed out 
Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was definitely in that boat. And then when she went back to, I, I think she was going to make the copy, and the other lady was talking about just like, oh, tracking, and this one's strictly analog, and this one's going to turn. I was like, wow, I don't know anything about. I bought it. Video. I mean, it could have yeah, been exactly. All BS. I bought it too. I was like, okay, yeah, that sounds right. It's like, yeah, they, have, know, they have like, the confidence the, the of knowing what yeah, they're talking about. You know about. what? I'd like to think that that lady who was like put off when Naomi Watts is like, I want to watch this alone, and that lady is like, whatever. I'd like to think that's the woman she shows the copy of the videotape to. Was <laughs> like, that the girl yeah. from the goth girl from NCIS? No, no, that wasn't. Oh wow! Now that you say that, I see the similarities. I, okay, I, I don't think the they just both had like big pigtails or something. That yep. wasn't really okay. <laughs> okay, uh, are all pigtails the same to you, Keith? God, <laughs> kind of, on, a, on an older woman, it's kind of it's striking. Yeah, you don't see yeah. pigtails on anyone over tw- like eighteen. <laughs> That is a very polite way to say that striking. <laughs> striking. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's my. That's should... my. I, like that. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> I also I got another thing. When she went up and saw that Noah was dead, right? You yeah. know, she had a freak out. As she's going back down, she sees the Noah's girlfriend about to go up. Doesn't say shit. No. I'm like, you're just gonna let this girl walk in on that? I thought and that like, was shitty. It's like, hey, uh, don't, don't go she upstairs. Must have like, done something the in the something. past to be like, I'm gonna, she's gonna freak out. Well, about what could that. she say? What could she possibly say? Like, oh, wait, by the way, uh, this like little girl from a videotape just killed your boyfriend, and he's a rotted corpse. Like, what yes. could like, yes. like, hey, possibly like, say? Just yes. be like, hey, a, t- a tragedy happened. Like, don't go in there. Call the police. Don't be like, oh shit. Like, yeah, you can see it too. You know, what I mean, it just seemed. I didn't know if it was like a spite thing or she was just too shook up to say anything. <laughs> it just shook up. It's like what. Like, she was me. too. She was too freaked out. I I, I buy that. I agree. What about, it's <laughs> shitty. But like from her point of view, she just saw him die herself. Okay, and they were starting to reconcile a bit. So that's what made that more tragic. So I I buy it. Um, what if she you know did what this? I thought, oh, what if she did this? Like raise your hand what? if you think Noah's alive. And then when the girlfriend raised, uh, uh, not, hold, so uh, uh, <laughs> not so fast. Not so fast. Yeah, raise your boy. Raise your hand if your boyfriend's alive. Not so fast. Um, well, also like when um. Tamara's dad kills himself in the bathtub, um, which I think is a good scene. But like, you know, they continue to investigate the the, the farm and stuff after he's killed himself. I'm like, you might eventually want to call nine one one that like, hey, this right. guy committed suicide because I doubt anyone would go looking for him and like notice he's dead. Like, you know what I mean? True. Like, yeah. I just thought it was funny. Like, you just witnessed this guy commit suicide, and now they're going out into the barn. It's almost like they just totally forgot about it this is an but why can't you just like i get it for the atmosphere of the movie but why can't you just like kill yourself like why do you have to go through all the trouble of plugging every light in? why if you're gonna kill yeah, yourself that was weird right like, i'm seemed, like just kill yourself over the, the top toaster man like get a toaster like that was <laughs> it was like like tons and toaster, tons man. of god if you're gonna like kill yourself get a toaster <laughs> It was a whole wall of electric equipment. It just yeah. all these wires. It just seemed like, you know, a it was excessive. excessive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Like but, okay, so that's what I'm saying. It's easy to like poke holes in all these different like plot points. Uh which like is it's it's fun to do that. Um but I feel like at the end of the day this movie's redeemed by a lot of the visuals too. Like I thought the whole barn room thing up at the top of that barn, I thought that was like interesting like they kept her up you know i uh, in this like 100 foot tall like barn room or something like that was the following scene yeah no, uh, i thought I that was interesting question. that yeah. was cool but i have just I, I had some things that i wasn't clear about that is that okay so the mother really wanted the, the child right yeah. yes right okay so she got the child so 
they didn't initially neglect her, right? It was only after she started doing the dark thoughts and calling people go crazy. I have a feeling that like. like I have a feeling that, like, the dad never wanted the child, that it was the mom who was more persistent about it. Mm -hmm. And so uh, when they finally bring this girl back, the dad's already, like, not having anything to do with it. She's going in the barn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, in the barn with ye. Also, they made the point that she said, like, oh, the horses keep me up at night or whatever. She said that at one Mm -hmm. point. Yeah. Um, So I don't know if that's, like, part of the trauma and that's like why she's never asleep or did she always never sleep you know that wasn't clear to me i I just wasn't sure if they were trying to say like oh the fact that she never slept is why like i don't know she they just said she never sleeps so i didn't know if that was like related to the curse or if it was just the fact that she lived above the the horses and they kept her up it just yeah that's that's what i think it was she lived above the horses who live in the horse and they're shitting all over the place like they're farting farting shitting all over the place but if she didn't sleep anyway, then how do they keep her up? That's, I guess, what I'm trying to say. I, I, I um, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe, like, there's something in a lot of movies where animals can sense evil, right? Maybe yeah. that's it. Like, they're always freaking out around her because they can sense her evil, and they kept her up at night. I, I, I guess you can say that. Um, I, like, you know, there's one line from the, the uh, mental hospital videotapes where she goes, like, it won't stop. I'm like, mm-hmm. what's it? What oh, what is yeah. it that won't stop? I guess it's her powers that she can't control. I don't know. Um, a lot a lot of things unexplained. So maybe this is the kind of movie that I don't know. I think it's rewatchable in a way, but again, the more you see it, like the less effective it is because then all these uh, like plot holes become more apparent. So maybe it is something that you should maybe only watch once in a while. Mm-hmm. I think when you get an audience, when you get like a critic and audience score like this, it's kind of the opposite of a cult movie. And as you said, it's a big, I think when you see like a high audience score and a low, or a low audience score and a high critic score, you just get a big splash, which is kind of what we got. Like, you know, you get the, you get the parodies within four years or less, and then it kind of fades out of the pop culture. Yeah. I agree. Um, and, you know, they I believe they made a movie called Rings. They tried to revive this franchise a few years ago, and I don't think anybody saw that. Um, so, like, st- they made an attempt to revive the franchise, and it didn't work. So I guess, you know, again, I think some people might still enjoy this movie from time to time. I, I enjoyed this rewatch, personally. I like any movie that has a very strong sense of atmosphere. Uh, especially a horror movie, so that alone I enjoyed. But I don't need to go back to it again right away. So I feel like that might be this movie's place, basically. Um, you know, so it has still some people who go back to it once in a while, but I don't think anyone's going back to this all the time. Yeah, they actually did reference it. So uh, there's, I don't know if you guys saw the commercials during the Super Bowl, but they are promoting this new streaming service called Paramount Plus. I don't know if you guys saw that or yeah, heard she about was that. In it. Oh, yeah. Like, they're she all was, climbing she a was, mountain and stuff. Right. Like, all these, like, CBS Viacom characters are climbing the mountain. Like, oh, we're going to have, you know, like, Captain Picard and Snooky <laughs> and SpongeBob and all this. Uh, but then you also had, at one point, the ring girl was, like, dancing around <laughs> and stuff. I'm like, okay, I guess they'll have the ring. But I don't think that's a huge selling point. For Quite anyone. the legacy oh, to have. Up. They got they got the ring. I got to sign up. Quite the legacy to have. Service. She's doing TikTok videos. <laughs> she's and coming yeah, out of your. Yeah. She's coming out of your phone doing uh, the floss. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Just re- re- way to like really deflate like the movie's effectiveness.
I don't know if they, they we talked this movie's plot up and down. Oh, it's fun. Uh, if there's like any other plot holes, speak now or forever hold your peace. Except for the but, well, that's the plot hole. The well, <laughs> the biggest hole of all. Uh, I mean that. Okay, now that we mentioned the well, it was a little strange that they built a house right on top of a well. Yes. Without ever like removing the well or properly sealing it. They just built a house right on top. I yeah. thought it was quite a coincidence that the cabin her friend stayed in was the one above the well that she was. Right. They could stay at any cabin. Oh, so that's yeah. how they got the tape. I was like, where the hell did these, where the hell are these four teens doing teen mm-hmm. things getting this tape? Right. They wanted like to watch, they wanted to watch, they wanted to record like a football game. Like that is like why they were watching this videotape. Uh, you would think after a few seconds they would stop it. Like this isn't the football game, but they kept watching for some. Imagine you're watching this like ring video, and all of a sudden you see like Joe Namath on it, or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. He goes back. Edited, it. it gets edited on. That could stop yeah. the curse. Yeah, maybe that would give you more time. <laughs> that would like give you like 14 days. Um, I thought to myself too, like, wow, they're like chopping up the the floor of this cabin that they're renting yep. i yep. feel like the only reason they don't get in trouble is because they discover a dead body so it's like okay you did some good i guess mm-hmm. uh but you're gonna pay some property damage all right so uh i think we are maybe are now ready to give oh, our yes. final thoughts and our scores for the ring so uh james we'll start with you your your final take and your score okay so i will praise this movie for its atmosphere uh, I will praise this movie for the investigative aspect that definitely brought me in. Um, unfortunately, I feel the way the characters were written uh, took me out of the movie, so I couldn't, you know, fully uh, enjoy the atmosphere. You know, so I kept getting pulled out at certain points, which really hampered my overall enjoyment of the movie. Um, I do like psychological thrillers. I wish they had leaned a little bit more into the psychological aspect of the curse. Um, and I wish they had written the characters a little better, like I mentioned before. Overall, I would say I would give this a 55. So, oh, okay. you know, um, you know, there were a lot of things. There were some things that I liked about it, like I said. But there was a lot that just the plot didn't really come together in a lot of ways. There was a lot of, like, frivolous elements. Some major characters weren't really, like I said, like the, the child and the relationship yeah. between the mother and the child. Uh, how Naomi, Car- Naomi Watts' character was written. Those sorts of things, like, it just was too much for me to, like, really, like, immerse myself in it. But mm-hmm. in the beginning, I really wanted to, and I really was. But just those things kept pulling me out. So I, I got to give it some serious, you know, licks for that. But for the atmosphere and even some of the cinematography and whatnot, I did really enjoy that. So uh, we'll give it a 55. 55, 55. okay. Um, so not quite fresh, but almost there for you. Yep. Um, yep. Okay, so what about you, Keith? Uh, I echo a lot of uh, James's sentiments. Um, I'm trying to put – any nostalgia I had for this movie aside, uh, and and granted, I only—it was just a little bit nostalgia. Uh, it's good enough. It's good enough. But I think, like you said before, JJ, it's like one of those movies you see every once in a while, and I think in my case, every twenty years or so. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm gonna give it. I think it is passable, which I think is probably saying a lot. Strong writing, good. I don't know. No, strong directing, good acting. So, so writing, which is, I think, because Samaro is the child of Satan, I will give it a 66. Ooh. <laughs> cursed. Um, a cursed score. Yeah, you know, uh, I really wish this movie maybe took itself a little more seriously. And, again, that comes down to the writing. Because I feel like this movie, 
there's it could have really honed on one particular element which i haven't touched on yet which i think like there's a theme in this movie about like isolation right because obviously this mm. girl spends a week in a well by herself <laughs> but also like there's a really interesting scene when naomi watts goes on the balcony while um noah's watching the tape and she sees all these people in her in their apartments by themselves and of course they're watching tv but you get a sense like in such a big city all these people are like alone in their own little boxes and mm-hmm. you see also as they investigate how Samara was also isolated in her life in that barn. She had no one to talk to on this island, a very desolate, lonely island. I feel like if they honed in on that sort of theme more right in the writing, and as you said, James, also like focused more on the elements of like surreal imagery, you could really have something that would be longer, a longer lasting and longer enduring horror film. So it is kind of a wasted potential for me. Uh, because you did bring in really good direction acting, and with a strong script, it could have been a total home run. Uh, so it's a shame. But overall, um, I'm feeling more positive about this. Uh, so I, the atmosphere, I'm like a sucker for. So I'm gonna wind up giving this like a a 72. Um, so maybe wow. maybe I'm a little lenient on this movie. Uh, and I feel like its biggest, if its biggest goal was to accomplish atmosphere, then it did at least accomplish its biggest goal. Not that it should have ignored the writing, but like at least hit like the top thing it was shooting for. So Keith, I think it's going to be close, but what, what is our final score? 64.3. Oh, 64. So what? Okay. 64. That is closer to the critics consensus than the audience consensus. Now, what, so, what's the audience consensus with the critics' consensus together? What's that average? Just uh, curious. Uh, okay. Hold on. You're making me do more <laughs> math here. I think, the first, I think you're, the fir- you're the first guest to ever, like, ask your that. Curse is, uh, your curse is to do math. <laughs> oh, well, 59.5. Okay. that's So that's, story. like, who knows what that is. That's, like, that, that is the best of both worlds of – I, yeah, yeah, basically. That's interesting. Uh, so overall, it doesn't equal a fresh, but we, the three of us will equal a fresh. So um, then I will. I have to officially decree that on The Ring, we are siding with the critics. Um, you know, too, I kind of also get a kick out of any movie with curses. Like, Gore <laughs> Verbrinsky also did Pirates of the Caribbean. The first one was about a curse. Mm. I don't know. I just like to do this thing where I'm like, you're cursed. You are cursed. You're horrible of fate. Is, is, is that what your phone call would be? Like, you know, you pick it up and you're, you're cursed. You're cursed. You are cursed. <laughs> Seven I days. Like I, I feel like I must have heard that somewhere like in a Monty Python sketch or something. Like, <laughs> the curse. The curse. But uh, I, cause I, and I, I kept. Yeah. Uh, oh, yes. The curse of this. <laughs> Return the slab. A suffer my curse. Yes, that's what it's from. Thank you, Keith. That's why you're my co-host because you can you complete go. my thoughts. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of kids in the '90s are like, "It's courage. It's courage." That's our demographic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. James, thanks for joining us. Yes, Man, happy thanks, to be here. Thanks happy for coming back, here. James. Um, you know, you have yet to like a movie that you've talked about on this podcast, but I will find the movie <laughs> you wind up liking. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. you're a tough, yeah. you're a tough nut to crack, but I think we will find one that you will give positive reviews on eventually. Okay, just don't do any of the Jurassic Park movies because I've got a very positive bias, so you know it's it's gonna even the newer give, one, like 
but that's the thing. It's like I know they're not as good, but since I have a positive bias, like it, it I lean towards it being better than I know it actually is. All you right. know, like ah. it's almost like if it were a objective sixty, I'd give it a seventy. That kind of thing. Oh, okay. I see. You get a bump for that one. Yeah. So. That is that is your curse to always <laughs> like Jurassic Park. Yeah, you know, dinosaurs. It's maybe it's just you know holdover from my childhood. I'm like, oh, dinosaurs, you know, and kind of just. <laughs> now I hear you. Um, we all have those kind of movies that we're softer on. But anyway, thanks, James, for joining us. I'm sure we'll have you on again. And uh, thanks, everyone out there for listening. So until next time, thanks a lot. Bye. Bye-bye.